What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle, the home of our little tiger. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. It's episode 272. It is April 4th, 2022. How are you guys doing tonight? If you are watching this live on Facebook, what is up? Ryan Tanaka has joined us live right off the bat. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. If you're not watching this live, if you're listening to this later after the fact, you can always join us Monday night. I will jump online at some point. Uh, currently, it is 10.15 p.m. when I am jumping online to do this live. If you want to comment live, you want to chime in about something that you feel passionate about, if you have a question, please feel free to do so. It helps keep the show moving. So this past weekend, um, it was WrestleMania. And his historically, this has always been kind of a big weekend for me, especially after they uh, they made that uh, the WWE Network. Uh, it made it very easy to watch WrestleMania. You guys are going to have to forgive me. I'm dealing with a head cold right now. And it, it in five years of podcasting, I've managed to have colds in between episodes, but this is one of the rare times I have a cold live on the air. Uh, yeah, after the, the the advent of the WWE Network for around WrestleMania 30, it made life a lot easier. Just give them the $10 a month, and I could watch every pay-per-view. And the, the, the big boss got in the ring. Yeah, Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon got in the ring on Sunday. Yeah, and was it from from 30 on like every Wrestlemania I, I, I threw a party it was funny because the, the first one for Wrestlemania 30 I think literally one person came over my good buddy Chris Ryder and he and I got to watch The Undertaker's Undefeated Streak end by ourselves while I was making tacos for me and him and the, but the, the following year 31 going all the way through 34 I, I was throwing parties I think there was a point I forgot what year it was where I was, I was throwing a party every month and just having friends come over you know even if it was mediocre WWE we still had fun making fun of it all together as a group which I think is the best way to watch professional wrestling watch it with a group of friends and if it's good you guys can all enjoy it and if it's bad you could all collectively take a shit on it but ever since the pandemic it was like, well WrestleMania 35 was the last time I got together with, with friends uh, one of our good buddies Kiet fam who, who our, I guess our former corrections and retractions department he used to come on every Monday night and uh, be able to be our, our corrections department on the show, but I, I think he's been busy now to be jumping on the show. He, he has a, a restaurant, and we all met up to watch WrestleMania 35 at his restaurant, which, which was pretty cool, but that was the last time I watched wrestling in a, in a large group. I was like, so yesterday was WrestleMania 38, so I was like, yeah, it was pre pandemic that was like 20, 2019. Well, that was the last time I watched any big group. And uh, <laughs> I, I kind of miss it, uh, especially these last few WrestleManias. I, I, I don't think I watched last year's WrestleMania at all. I think maybe uh, a friend of mine gave me the login. He gave me their login, and I watched uh, Sasha versus Bianca Belair last year. 
But beyond that, I don't think the, the year before I still had the WWE Network because, because it was last year when they got rid of the network and it and it turned into the Peacock. So either you had the free cock or you have to pay cock or you have premium cock. There's different levels of peacocking that you can do. And what one of our awesome one of my friends on also a frequent contributor, or, or the Thuggasaur Matt Hamlin, he he gave a watch a uh, SummerSlam last year, and, and I've I've hung on to that login, and I, I appreciate it. That way, I, I didn't have to keep paying for another service. And uh, we we primarily have only used the Peacock for that, and maybe a couple episodes of SNL here and there. But yeah, this past weekend, uh, we, I, I was under the weather, and uh, I was supposed to take. Uh, the little dude to grandma's house on Saturday, but I was not. I, I was much worse than I currently am right now. And so uh, uh, my wife's mother came and scooped up the dude, take him off her hands, so my my wife can do some sewing and I could just sleep. So I was like, oh, I can I can throw on WrestleMania. I mean, I I had no emotional investment other than the the potential of Stone Cold Steve Austin beating somebody up and pouring some beers around. And, and I, I was uh, interested to see if C- Cody Rhodes really did leave AEW and was going to show up at WrestleMania, and, and those things happened. And I, I did want to see Bianca Belair versus uh, Becky Lynch, and that that, that is actually the, the one match I, I really did get emotionally invested in as I was watching it. My my wife was kind of like laughing as I was uh, I was invested in every pinfall, like like every attempt that Bianca Belair tried to hit the uh, the KOD, and she kept not 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 getting it. I, I was like, "Oh, come on, you can do it!" <laughs> I, I you just lose yourself, and uh, and you you believe it. it I mean, it's it, it is predetermined. But you know, hey, when we watch you know a Marvel movie or we watch a TV show, like we, we get the, that type of investment as well. So th- this is no different. I I know we've talked about this before on the show. It's like there should there there should be no shame for getting invested in pro wrestling if we can if everyone can cry at Avengers Assemble during Avengers Endgame, then people can get emotionally invested in wrestling and not be shamed by people like oh it's fake. Like the Avengers aren't real. You know they're not real either, but and uh, Adelaide here says uh, next next year it's gonna, WrestleMania is going to be in Los Angeles. It's going to be insane because that was the other thing. I was actually was more invested, but pre Saturday during the week I was I was jumping on Twitch and watching a whole bunch of other shows that were going on. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling was was throwing a bunch of uh, stuff up, and I, and I know the right people to watch on Twitch, so I don't have to pay on Fight to watch <laughs> those shows. And it was really cool. I, I, on 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 Friday, I watched uh, for the culture, which was an all African American or black show, and it was pretty awesome. It was. I got to uh, I got to see several several wrestlers who I follow on Black Twitter. I finally got to actually see them wrestle for once, and it was pretty cool. Uh, I, I was very happy with uh, the, the the time I invested while I was doing. Uh, reports at work. I had it one window up with the, the GCW and then I had my other window with uh, my, my Excel program at work. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> I was still getting my work done while I was also watching For the Culture. 
And then I, I saw there was another show called Bloodsport, you know, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, and that one was a that one was interesting as well. It was like no ropes and all the fights they they, they were making them feel like they were real fights. There'd be sudden endings and sudden KOs, and it, it was still you know professional wrestling. It was still a wink wink nudge nudge. It's like it felt more real, but it was still predetermined. Yeah, that stuff out. So, like, next year, I guess uh, they're, they're gonna, GCW will be running all their shows over in L.A. at the Armenian Cultural Center. And it's so, oh, yeah. Now, I'm debating, thinking, I'm trying to think ahead. I'm like, all right, Tiger will be three. <laughs> would, I, would I be able to go to one of these shows if, if, if I wanted to go to, to Effie's Big Gay Brunch or if I wanted to <laughs> turn back the clock and go to the one of Joey, Joey Janela's Spring Breaks late at night or... Or maybe just go to Ford Culture in L.A. Like that, that might probably be an afternoon uh, or a Friday afternoon, and go watch that show live here in L.A. Uh, the one thing I probably will not do is probably go to WrestleMania. <laughs> I have been to a WrestleMania in my life. I I did get to go to WrestleMania 21. That was the last time uh, WrestleMania was in Los Angeles. Way back when, in 2005, I, I got a ticket because uh, my, one of my friends, he, he had bought a ticket because he was trying to flip it, but he, he couldn't flip the, the, the $200 ticket, so I was like, I'll buy it off you. <laughs> because I, I had never been to, I, I didn't get to go to WrestleMania 2000 at, at the Anaheim Pond. And uh, I think the other, because I think there was a couple other WrestleManias. At the, there, was a, there was another WrestleMania at the Pond at some point. I forget if it was, I, was, I think that might have been 12. And then, uh, of course, WrestleMania 7, which was at the at the, the L.A. Sports Arena. I, I, didn't, I obviously didn't go to those when I was a, 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 wee, a wee lad. I think WrestleMania 2000, I think all my stepbrothers went. I was very jealous and very angry that they didn't invite me. I was like, what? What do you mean they're there right now? Why didn't they invite me? I, I was I, I I have a very vivid memory of being quite livid. And my stepdad was telling me, "It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, all my boys are there right now." I'm like, what? <laughs> I could have gone to see the worst fatal four way <laughs> main event of all time. The first time the bad guy won the the main event match and sent everyone home unhappy. <laughs> I could have experienced that disappointment live in person, but there were some other there were there were there were good matches in that WrestleMania two. That was the first triangle ladder match, but, but circling back, so yeah, this past Saturday I got to watch uh, WrestleMania. Right, you know, again I have the Peacock. All right, cool. Let's just throw it on. Uh, I needed to, to to veg out on the couch and, and stay out of my wife's way while she was busy sewing. And uh, I think I, I caught it from the beginning. I, I missed whatever the... I caught it. Right, there was a tag match where this poor dude, Rick, Rick Boggs, got his... He, he tore his patella because he tried to carry both of the Uso brothers. And I, I turned on right when the dude dislocated. It looked like... I thought he popped his knee out, but I, I guess it was his quad. So this poor, poor dude, his first WrestleMania. And bloop! Terrible injury. Whoa. I was like, oh, that's an ominous start. And I was like, then uh, this annoying character I don't like, Happy Corbin. He he was fighting Drew McIntyre, swinging his sword around. 
but but thankfully after that uh, they got to, to to Becky and Bianca and I and that, that was like that, that got that got me revved up. I was like, all right, this is awesome, cool. And I forget what was after that, and it was around that time. Uh, Grandma came home with Tiger, and that, that was right when uh, Seth Rollins came out, and I was like, oh kid, kid, you got you got you got to stay asleep. I got I got to run back to the front. I need I need to see if Cody comes out because yeah. You know, for for those who don't keep up with professional wrestling, uh, Cody Rhodes he he had left WWE six years ago. He quit because he he was not advancing any higher in, than his current position. He wanted to bet on himself, and he went in and helped start another company. And I guess there 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 there's some there was some sort of falling out between him and and the uh, the other founders and the owner. And he left AEW a couple months ago, and it was kind of just up in the air, like what's Cody gonna do? Is this just a, a storyline? Is he going to triumphantly return to AEW? And it was he's just faking everybody out, or is he actually really going to go back to to the place he he, he didn't like? He, he he ran away from, and, and, and indeed he went back to WWE. It's like, oh, is he is he just going to be playing old Cody Rhodes, or are they going to make him dress up like his brother as Stardust again? What, what's going to happen? They, they can't let it. He's not going to go out and look like his AEW self. That 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 was my, the, my biggest piece of intrigue. And then lo and behold, he he came out with his 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 theme song. I guess he, he a band wrote a theme song for him, and the, the, all the lyrics were kind of trashing WWE. But then that that song played. I was I was I was very surprised. And then, then he he came out as the American Nightmare. He 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 has this outfit where he looks like he's cosplaying as um, Homelander from from the Boys. So he looks like the Cody Lander. And I, I was very surprised. They they presented him as he's had been presenting himself for the last six years in AEW and in independent wrestling. He's like, American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And then the, the song hit, there's more than one royal family in professional wrestling. Adrenaline in my soul, something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Sorry, I just really like singing that part. And I like making memes of that on Twitter. At Dre GP Podcast, I've made many memes repurposing those lyrics, making jokes at Cody's expense for the last two months. So yeah, that, that, that was like I got tied back to sleep and I ran out to go see Cody in a WWE ring and that, that, that was pretty funny. And then I shot it off during the... Uh, I think I shot it off during uh, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte's match. It was funny because Rosa was asking me questions like, doesn't Ronda fight for real? I'm like... Yeah, no, she was a UFC fighter. Yeah, she 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 she's a real deal. But you know, this is oh, oh this is wrestling, so it's all you know, it's all work, it's all predetermined. Couldn't she kick Charlotte's ass? I'm like, probably, maybe, most likely. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then we we shut it off and we watched uh we watched the French Dispatch instead while while Tiger slept. And of course, the cat is going to come at me, meowing at me as I'm recording the podcast. And then, then as far as I was like, oh, I didn't care about anything else. I'll, I'll go check on the because I didn't think Stone Cold was going to have an actual match. And then I checked Twitter later. And we we watched the French Dispatch, which we'll talk about that after. Very good movie. And then I checked Twitter and like, oh, Stone Cold actually had a match with Kevin Owens. And so my wife's like, well, let's go to bed. I'm like, no, I I need to. I need to see this match. It's the first match that Stone Cold has had in 19 years. Last time he had a match was 2003, WrestleMania 19. In Seattle, Washington. Oh, the French Dispatch? Oh, 
yeah, my, the wife and I really loved it. It was really good. It, it, it was such a it was such a Wes Anderson movie. It, it was like it, he got to, he got to do like everything he ever wanted in, in, in one of his films. That that was it was it was a lot of fun. We I, I was very delighted throughout the, the movie. That that's a, it was quite delightful. The wife and I were I, I was just I kept letting out like full belly laughs at the, at the ridiculousness of 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 all the of all the reporters as they were telling each of their stories. I think until I I think I I, I think the most belly laughs came out for for Tilda Swinton Swinton's story about the the painter and his prison guard that was his muse. Yeah, Tilda Swinton was hilarious. You, I know what the plot is though, so I won't, so it won't be spoiled. Yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's adorable. The, the, the whole the, the, the entire film is just the magazine itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the the the, the, the third uh, I think uh, the third story, Jeffrey Wright, really good. Yeah, I, I that's what I see right there. Ryan Tanaka says that the, his favorite will always be the Grand Budapest Hotel. And I was telling uh, my wife the other night. I, I think that that was is probably like that was his. Like he really went for an Oscar on that one. That one, that one was really good. That one was amazing. I I think that that was his like his, his big attempt to be like, all right, I'm gonna get some Academy Awards. And and, and Emmer, it did get nominated for Best Picture, Best Director. I I think the only one he won was for probably like original screenplay on that one. Which I, I was disappointed that that was the only Oscar he got for that. And I think after that, he's just been making movies for himself again. You know, uh, uh, I, I love dogs, or I love dogs. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, there was a French Dispatch. I feel like there was another one that I can't remember. Was there another Wes Anderson movie recently other than I Love Dogs and? And the French Dispatch, or after Grand Budapest, but between I love because oh was I love dogs the only movie in between? I don't know. I do have a computer in front of me, but I can't be bothered to. Ah, oh, there's there there's there. I feel like there was something else. Now it's like it's 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 itching at my brain. We have to like derail the show here for a minute because I gotta type in Wes Anderson films here. Let's crack open. Yeah, so. Yeah, Grand Budapest was amazing. Wes Anderson movies. I feel like there was another one. In between. I guess I was wrong. Nope, that was, yeah, 2014 was Grand Budapest, 2018 was Isle of Dogs, and 2021 was French Dispatch. Oh, no, I, I don't know why I thought there was something else in between. I, I wanted another movie to, I wanted something else. See, like, Moonrise Kingdom, maybe I was confusing Moonrise Kingdom for coming out later, because I liked that one, too. That one was adorable. I, I own that movie. Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom was pretty awesome. And then, uh, although I think uh, it's funny, but my favorite always uh, vacillates between the Royal Tenet Moms and uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Sizu. Which, that that's one I still need to add to my collection. What's up? 
You think you have the Life Aquatique on on VHS or DVD? <laughs> I think you might have it on DVD. I feel like I feel like you have it. Cause I know I know what uh, I remember. I I had got I got. Yeah, because we were waiting until we actually have a house, and also an older son who will not go through them and destroy them all. That's that's why my entire Blu-ray collection sits in neatly or <laughs> neatly organized Blu-ray boxes <laughs> in, in my storage, and my DVDs are at my mom's house. Like that, I I'm waiting until Tiger is old enough to not want to destroy them. But then I run the fear of Tiger being old enough to be like, I can pawn all these on the internet and get money. <laughs> Especially once the fall of physical media happens and all this stuff gains value. My, 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 my seasons of 30 Rock with all the banned episodes. Because <laughs> like you, 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 you can never see uh, John Hamm in blackface ever again on, on Peacock or anywhere else. <laughs> You can only see John Hammond blackface just on those DVDs that were released before. Before they <laughs> ah, Ryan Tanaka asks a very vital collector question: Do I go alphabetical or by genre? I keep my collection alphabetical. That I, I am I am I am I am I am not a blockbuster video. I I, I have all my stuff, all of my Blu-rays when they were organized. They are alphabetical. But the, the there is one subgenre I did maintain back in my DVD collection. I had all my movies in one section, then I had all the TV shows in another section, and then there actually was a third subsection: all my wrestling DVDs, which I also am actually quite thankful I did not get rid of. <laughs> I, I was very close at various points in time, going, "Ah, oh, oh, this W." Well, you have your collection and I have mine. You have your genre collection, honey. <laughs> and I will have my alpha collection. See, there's too many genres. There's too many genres. My wife goes according to Amoeba, apparently. But I think there's just too many genres, period. Because like, I, I have friends who did that. Well, it, I guess I guess that's 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 where we're like we're different. I don't know if that's like just a tourist thing or me. I'm like if I'm looking for a movie, I'm like okay, I want that specific movie right now. If I want to watch Blazing Saddles, I just go B, boom, boom. You, you want to go through your comedies. But then there's subgenres of comedies because you go, oh, there's rom-coms and then there's standard comedies and there's like gross comedies. I see that. I just, I, I can't do that because I don't know. Some movies, I, 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 all the superhero movies would have to have, to have their own genre. And even then, I was like, I can't, I see, I, I can't do that. See, it's the same thing. That's why I kept my comic books in alphabetical, not by company. 
all, all my comics are, are, are alpha. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see that. That's that's a future problem for future us. D Daddy will just have to have his uh, his little section of the den that has his movies, and then mommy will have her section with with your VHSs and your <laughs> and your DVDs, yep. and I'll just have my HD collection over there. <laughs> hey, record players are still in. There, there, there. There's nothing wrong with a record player. If if I've li I've listened to enough Mark Marin to to to, to know that uh, that vinyl that that uh, that vinyl is the most pure form of uh of audio listening, you CD and digital may be clean, but you you want that dirtiness of vinyl. You want all the flaws. You want the, the you want everything captured, not edited, that cleaned up. You want the filthy, dirty liveness of a of, of a musical performance because that's, that's what music is no it's I know like last week this is gonna be a complete tangent this is like one of the most super tangents I've ever done uh, last week because uh, we, we keep talking about how we need a I need to bring my my rock band here so we can play and there's this one specific song that I really love, and I, I I only discovered because of Rock Band. It's a song from Queens of the Stone Age, and it's called Threes and Sevens. It's this awesome song about you know I don't know if it's like depending on your point of view, it's like gambling or lying or telling the truth or. Oh, Ryan asks, do vinyls vinyls go bad eventually though? Don't they? I. I don't know if vinyls go bad. I know. Do vinyls go bad? I guess if I guess it depends how you store them. Like if you if you just leave them in non-temperature control, I guess they could melt, right? But but if you if they can warp. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 put them in, in milk crates vertically, right? So there's a song called you know Threes and Sevens by Queens of the Stone Age. And like I, I knew Queens of Stone Age more. They're more mainstream stuff. Like you know, no one knows. You know, yeah. Okay, but uh, when Rock Band came out, like they would sell you like three packs. Like oh, it's three. It's a three pack of Queens of Stone Age songs. It's like there was one I really wanted, and the other two I'm like, oh, I don't know these songs. But you know what? I like this band, so I'm gonna buy this three pack. And there's a song. Uh, threes and sevens and it's so it, it, it instantly became like my favorite song of theirs because there was just something to it but what's weird is uh, the song in the rock band there's a different part of it like it, it's different from the album version because apparently the, 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 the version they used was I guess like an early track that was not what they decided upon when they released the album later on that year there, there, there's a there's a there's a portion near the end where the the lead singer whose name escapes my my, my, my brain right now it shows you how much of a fan I am I, I, I really love the band I just don't, don't know the nitty gritty about it, the band I feel like I used to know his name but and there's like there's lines in the in the right right before the the epic guitar solo where like in, in the rock band version 
Uh, they say the truth has always had three sides. Yours, mine, and how it went. The truth has always been a lie. I'm never telling it. But then on the album version, it's something completely different. And then like I'm like I'm, I remember the first time because I I went in and and got the digital album because I'm like oh I want to hear this whole album. It's so awesome. And I put on threes and sevens, and when you get to the to the breakdown right before the guitar solo. And then it's like, the truth has always been a lie. And then, like, it's completely different. And I'm like, what? What the heck? And last week, I was getting, I was like, oh, I want to listen to some old rock band songs. And, like, I was sitting here, you know, ma- making breakfast. You know, my wife's already at work. And so I'm, I'm making her breakfast. And I just had YouTube on because Tiger's not here. I can just blast music. And I was just like, oh, I'm like, and I, I started, like, deep diving while I was waiting for the, Tortilla to warm up, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I get, yeah, I guess there's two versions of the song. The song that wasn't that they, I guess, an early version they sent in, because I guess they had to give it to, to EA and our and or harmonics to be like, oh, here you go, here's the first master of it, so you can guys put it in the game. But then I guess by by the time they finished finalizing the album, they changed the lyrics at the end, and totally like, what the hell? But it is, I actually prefer the old version. Over what they settled on. This is music. I love. There's sometimes where I love music. Huge, a huge, giant tangent. I totally wanted to go on that tangent because my brain was thinking about that. Brought to you by Nostalgic Comic Shop. This tangent was brought to you. Oh, brought to you by Rock Band. Uh, Rock Band. I'm like, Rock Band is kind of dead. I mean, Rock Band 4 still exists, but the Rock Band that I play is dead. You can't buy any more songs for the Rock Band that I have. One, two, or three. Sadness. Tears. That wasn't the case the last Rock Band party I threw. I was, I was still able to download songs in 2017. But they took it away. They wanted us to buy it on Next Gen. Sadness. This tangent is brought to you by Nostalgic Comic Shop. Please go visit Nostalgic Comic Shop in their new location on Del Mar Avenue. Just Google Nostalgic Comic Shop. They change. It's no longer Nostalgic Books and Comics. He, Pete changed the name to Nostalgic Comic Shop. What? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did this while back. Yeah. yeah, but it's like official, official. Like with the move, it's Nostalgic Comic Shop. He has. Four times the space that he did before in his brand new location. It is an awesome store. Wow. He, I mean, he has a lot more product, he has a lot more space, and has a lot more Legos, which Tiger was very interested in when we saw him a few weeks ago. Nostalgia Comic Shop, your one-stop shop for comic books. Unofficial sponsor, unpaid sponsor. <laughs> the Lakers. And here they come now, the Laker Girls. Like, Paula Abdul. So I I hope everyone if you guys have HBO or HBO Max, uh, and if you even passively know anything like about the Lakers, my my wife doesn't know anything about the Lakers, but I, I've been having her walk. Or you don't know much about the Lakers. Oh, you, I mean at least the the 80s Lakers. I don't know if I'm not, I'm not sure what your depth of knowledge is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I I. I I, I grew up with like at five years old. I was watching Laker games and carrying. 
I don't know what my wife knows about the Lakers, but she 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 doesn't know what's going on. She, uh, as far as the show goes. Yes, yes, we're like I I was a a a, a basketball obsessed throughout my youth and into my and into my mid twenties. All I cared about was researching and learning about basketball. And the winning time that you you got to watch this show. My wife is in she's invested in this show now. It's awesome. I, of course, I'm super invested in this show because it, it, it it's awesome. Like, even if you're like any type of basketball fan, the show is fascinating, and it's also intentionally hilarious. It's it's really because it, again, I, I I'm, I'm gonna talk about this show every week until it's until it's done, and then I'm I think they're gonna do another season. <laughs> I think originally it was just supposed to be a mini series. But it's it's doing so well. Like the reception is so good. I think they're trying to like, hey, can we do more? <laughs> they're like, they want they want they want to keep you know, going beyond, I guess, the the material of the book and just be like, hey, let's just keep making this crazy Lakers show. <laughs> or I don't know if they're the the next season will be about Shaq, Kobe, and 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 and, and Phil Jackson because the guy who wrote the book he wrote a he wrote this book about the the '80s Lakers and he wrote a book about the 2000 Lakers and the chaos that ensued there. But this show is so good. I mean, I put, yeah. Any any measure of Laker fan. Ironically, the the one Laker fan who I think should be watching this is not watching it. Executive producer Samzia for 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 personal reasons. I I he 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 he's not watching the show. And I I, I have implored him on two separate occasions I, earlier today, especially after last night's episode. Last night's episode was very focused on uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The captain, as, as as people like to call him, and I, I, I was imploring Samzia via Facebook Messenger. I'm like, are you watching the show yet? I'm like, are you watching it? It's it's so good. It's so good. And he he's just uh, he he he's giving me different excuses which, uh, for whatever reason. He has personal reasons. He he doesn't want to watch the show, and I I can't make the man watch it, but. That's not stopping me from watching it, and my God, it, I am I am enjoying it. Yeah, Jason Clark's Jerry West has has been a revelation. I I hope he gets way more acting gigs to be wild and crazy or whatever. Because the, the we discovered last night the, the the gentleman playing Kareem is a literal doctor. Well, he's a doctor of racial studies in real life, doctor. Solomon, oh man, Hughes. Hughes. Thank you, your memory is better than mine. Doctor Solomon Hughes, and he actually was a basketball player for for the for for the Cal Cal Bears. So he has played basketball. He's he's legitimately six foot eleven. So it, it was all kind of happenstance. He, he he's a professor at Stanford and Duke, and it's just. This is his first acting gig ever, which it's it's been kind of like he he studied uh, Kareem, but but Kareem refused to, to meet with him because but Kareem and Magic both do not approve of this uh of this miniseries because it, it it's not doing them any favors if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> especially Magic, <laughs> it's not really doing Magic any favors. <laughs> But we have to keep in mind that that was like a 19-year-old Magic Johnson using his Magic Johnson all over Los Angeles, apparently. (laughs) 
yeah, I made that joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it, it, but it's, it's, it, I don't know. Did they, they cast Adrian Brody as Pat Riley? Yes, Adrian Brody is Pat Riley, and he, and he you know what's great? That the casting really works. Yeah, it just you. Know, I I don't I, when I see Adrian Brody in this show, I don't see Adrian Brody. I see Pat Riley, kind of this like you know sad former player trying to find a way to like mesticize his former glory. Like he wants to stay in basketball, but he doesn't doesn't know how. You know, same thing with you know, with, with Jerry West. He physically can't play anymore, but he has this this burning desire to be a part of basketball. But it just it frustrates him to no end. Doctor Bus, it's, it's it's so wild to me because like I think that the, the like I feel like Ryan and I we had this discussion uh, about how, how like uh, Ryan would have preferred uh, Will Ferrell to play. Doctor Bus, now especially after five episodes, I'm like, oh, John C. Riley is perfect because I, when when I'm watching the show, I don't see John C. Riley. I see this crazy version of Doctor Bus. It, it totally makes sense within the context of a <laughs> within the context of the of the of the show. It's like, oh, I, he he really is being Doctor Bus. I think you can get Sally Field playing his mom like that. that Honestly, that's the only one where I'm like, hey, look at this eye field. Because <laughs> I, I have no context of, of, of Dr. Buss's mom in IRL. It's just, it, it's great. Because I think after like the second episode, I, uh, I showed Rosa a picture of actual Dr. Buss. And she's like, oh, shit. He's totally, he totally looks like him. <laughs> it's not like 100%, but we're talking about like 97%. Like, they look alike. And I, I don't know if I said it last week before. The, the, the only thing I, I disagree with on this show is the way they're portraying uh, Chick Hearn. It, it, it is, I, I, don't, I don't like... I, I, I can't imagine the, the, the voice of the Lakers being so, so casually kind of like racist or sexist. Or I mean, I, I, I get it. He was, he's an older white guy from a couple generations ago. But it, it just—I I, I always held him in very high regard. And they, what did you say this morning, Rosa? Or last night, like, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> it's like, oh no! I'm like, no, but like all the stories that that Sam took, because Sam got to interact with 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 Chick, Chick a lot in the in the in the nineties when uh when Sam was sneaking into the forum. To, to, to learn his tra- to, to, to learn the trade of, of, of radio <laughs> he got to hang out with chick a lot and then just me my just like me listening to the radio all the time to, to hear chick it's like you you feel like well again you think you know somebody <laughs> and like oh it's like all right that, that was his you know professional person who knows what what, what what chick was like in real life you know chick yeah the, the, the show he's painted in a very bad light very very arrogant, very flippant. He's very like dismissive of everybody. It, it's I, I I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I there's times where I the, I I go back and listen to, like like the way Chick used to pick on uh, Michael Thompson. That's like or like okay, I can I can see it there because he used to call Ma- Michael Thompson really dumb. It's like yeah, he, too many coconuts fell on his head. <laughs> that, that, that was his frequent insult. 
of uh, Michael Thompson who, who came from the Bahamas. I think I'm a little too loud. I'm getting too excited because I'm talking about the Lakers and we're talking about this show specifically. Yeah, I don't know because I, I, I guess I, I've, I've talked at length on this show before. I, I've really like moved away from my sports fandom, but this show like reminds me of yeah, Chick making fun of Pat Riley's voice. That that's probably the the, the, the big example of of Chick kind of being an asshole on the show. It's like he's got a faggy voice. Hey, it's me, Pat Riley, voice of Lakers. I'm like that's. I should see Bob Euchre, I can believe that because he, you know he he played that like full tilt in uh in, in the major league movies. So it's like oh, I think it, it makes uh, it, it makes me sad. They're like oh man, like I I I've always considered Chick a, a saint, but then he 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 could just be another old white guy <laughs> who who knew. Who, to keep it prof- relatively professional when he was on the air, but then off the air, he, he could be an asshole like all the rest of these old white guys. I'm like, damn it! Yeah, I can only imagine the the, the terrible things Bob Euchre would say because I yeah I think he got to put that on display, especially in, yeah, that first major league movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I we still have Vin Scully. Now Vin is a saint. I don't care what anyone says. Nice. <sighs> Sorry. Teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we still have Vin Scully. Vin Scully is a saint. I will hear no hearsay about Vin Scully. <laughs> I don't want to hear any negative stories about about baseball grandpa. <laughs> it was just funny, offensive, not racist. Well, like I can imagine Bobby saying all kinds of funny stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever. There was a show on IFC called uh, Brockmire. That that's uh, that was like that's like the <laughs> Bobby Uecker turned to like five thousand. Not even turned to twelve. He's like he. That 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 was the, the quintessential psychotic baseball comment, uh, play-by-play man. That that show was hilarious for all the right and wrong reasons. Hank Azaria playing uh, Brockmeyer. But yeah, winning time. If if you're not watching this show, highest possible recommendation. I I, I think it I think it's amazing. Uh, for and for all all the good things and all all the bad things, it shows about what the, what the nineteen seventy nine was all about. <laughs> Blinken fertilizer. What? Okay, I, I thought the wife was trying to tell me something. Oh no. Uh, something else that I finally got to last night was uh, the the new Marvel show. I feel like it's been. Unless you were like a super nerd, it, this one kind of showed up under the radar. Moon Knight just came out last week on Disney Plus, and uh, we we loaded that up after we finished Winning Time last night. And uh, uh, I'm gonna be honest, even though I worked at the comic shop for you know over a quarter of my life, 
I never got into Moon Knight. Uh, not even at like, like I don't even know what his peak of popularity was. There was a point in the '90s when a uh, a really popular artist w- was drawing Moon Knight, and then th- those books were selling out, so I didn't even get to read them. Uh, it was a Stephen Platt was was drawing Moon Knight, and then he got sc- scooped away to go work for for Image after that. But uh, I never got into Moon Knight. So going into this show, uh, I, I knew his name. <laughs> That's about it. Whatever information I could get from uh, from the old Marvel trading cards, if if uh, Ryan and Warren and Daniel, you guys remember the old old Marvel trading cards? I never really you know went out of my way to read a Moon Knight comic. In all my years of working at, at Comic Galaxy, he, I think he had like a series for a while. I so, said, yeah, I knew it. I feel like that, that, the, everyone's only point of reference from the 90s was the, the trading card sets. That's the only time you'd ever see a character like that. Or, or Morbius, who also got a movie which I know nothing about and I'm not going to go see. Uh, but, yeah, Moon Knight, I know very little. Yeah, he, he yeah, sometimes he had sticks, sometimes he had like the weird crescent batter batterings. I always thought is is this guy like trying to be like the it's like the the Marvel Batman but instead of the the, the knight of the moon, <laughs> instead of the dark knight, he's the moon knight. <laughs> like I, I I don't know. I I, I honestly I, I knew nothing like just like you guys just the cards. That's all I knew. They, he'd have, he'd have a Marvel card in every set. Like I think uh, I think basically all I knew. Like, I, I I told Russell, I think he's an archaeologist, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he he's stuck with some. I don't know if he's cursed or not. I don't know. But we watched the show, and uh, and again, like the, the, there are these times where I, it, it's kind of refreshing for me, just like going into Wandavision. I'm like, oh, I don't really know too much about. Scarlet Witch or Vision. All I know, like most of what I know, is from the movies. I mean, I, I do know a little bit about Vision because I was into him in the comics. But his comic backstory is super, really, duperly complicated. And I knew they were not going to really touch on any of that of the comic stuff. They they made references to some of the old ye old stuff, but especially now with this Moon Knight, I I'm going in kind of blind. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything either. I know his name is <laughs> Mark Spector. And then, like, you, you start the show, and the guy's name named, like, something else, Stefan with a V. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was joking with the wife. I'm like, oh, it's, uh, God, why, why is his name, why am I blanking on his name? Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac. I'm like, yeah, he, very handsome Oscar Isaac. They said this is supposed to be the most violent Marvel series, but we're not seeing the action. So, yeah, it's funny because we, we don't get to see the action. Because every time, like, if you've watched the first episode, it's like, oh, stuff keeps happening when he, when he passes out. That There was a recent comic book series. Konshu. Oh, Konshu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the the voice we hear. That's uh, F. Murray Abraham who's doing that voice. I saw that in the credits at the end. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, it cuts away like Fight Club. Yeah, he's having a personality disorder. Like he, we're we're only seeing it from the point of view of of, of Stephen, not of Mark. The only time we kind of see Mark is near the end of the first episode in the mirror. <laughs> you need to trust me. You need to let me take over. 
Yeah, it cuts away like Fight Club. I, I imagine as as we progress, we, we will get to see some of this violence. If it's if this is going to be the most violent Marvel series that we've seen, I'm sure we'll get to see it in the following five episodes. I don't know if this is another sixer. I don't know if this is a six episode or an, or an eight episode deal. I feel like they're, they've all been sixes since uh since uh um, Captain America and the Falcon, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. God, my brain's not working. I attribute that to the cold. Yeah, it, no, but Rosa and I were totally like we were at the we were at the edge of our seat. We bought the whole seat, but we only needed the edge. <laughs> but the whole couch, but we only needed the edge. Yeah, because we were just like, what is happening? Because I, I kept like, oh, all right, hopefully they'll, they'll just let us see what what Mark is doing. But I, again, that, that was the whole gimmick of the episode. We only saw. Stefan's perspective we only get to see the the results of every time he'd pass out and give he'd uh, unknowingly give back control yeah, it was very intriguing I I I, I, I I'm in I, I, I'm, as long as I'm entertained I'm in it, it wasn't oh, I'm still too loud okay still too loud but yeah, no, I, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm down for this. I enjoyed it. Some of my, my nerd friends were, I'm in, I'm in a nerd chat. Uh, some people were like, <laughs> watch new Rockstar's Easter egg count. It's pretty nuts. I, I bet. I, I feel like there's probably a lot of things that, because I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I'm sure there was stuff that was like whizzing by my head. Unlike when I was watching uh, uh, when I was watching Hawkeye, I'm like, oh, I've read all the Hawkeye comics, especially the stuff that the that the that series was based off of. So I'm like, oh, I noticed a lot of stuff, but in this one, I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> it's like my, uh, Rosa had to look up Khonshu. I'm like, I'd heard that name Khonshu, but I had no idea it was uh, the Egyptian god of the moon. Yeah, you, you're probably not gonna want the kids to watch this one. Yeah, yeah, cause that's why I think they they instituted the the, the new parental controls recently. Well, I guess when the, the the most recent login, or after after they after they added the all the all the Netflix shows, which are also pretty violent. I was, I was pretty surprised. I'm like, they added the Punisher. I'm like, that one's super. Violent. I couldn't even finish that one. <laughs> I never finished the Punisher. It was like it was too much even for me. I was like, oh, woof. this is heavy. Oh, the, the number of reflections for each personality. Wow, there, there, there are people who just will sit there and and analyze frame by frame, and that that's that's the whole basis of their YouTube channel. I'm just throwing the video games on my YouTube channel. Which is, uh, thankfully, apparently that's enough to make it grow. And if WrestleMania helped me out this weekend. I got a, I got a few hundred views to my my Stone Cold Steve Austin beer video. <laughs> I guess people, I, there aren't too many uh, video reviews of the beer, so I guess people are are stuck with me <laughs> showing the can and taking a sip. <laughs> Yeah, it's it looks it, it seems pretty cool. I, I'm interested more. Oscar Isaac is incredibly handsome. I, I think he's a very handsome man. <laughs> oh, Ryan, you say you heard they reshot the violent scenes for the Netflix series to make it Disney friendly. Uh, well, I, I can I can check. I I, I vividly remember. Uh, I vividly remember some of the stuff from from uh, from Daredevil. I can I can go through especially the, the 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 hallway fight scenes and tell you whether or not they toned it down or not 
uh, I, I, uh, I can I can recheck those so I can see. I'm like, oh, has, has did they uh, tone it down? But I, I I figured they they didn't because that's the reason they added the uh, the parental controls, the, the, the forced parental controls now for for Disney Plus. But we'll see. We 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 shall see. Cause, yeah, because the, the recent stuff has been pretty. It's been kind of violent. The Marvel movies can get a little touch and go here and there. Like again, I I'm still going through. My, I'm like I'm like I can't watch. Let Tiger watch any of the stuff till he's like twelve, fourteen. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they they should not touch Daredevil, especially that first season of Daredevil was just so good. I remember binge watching that all in one day. That, that it was pretty awesome. That that first season of Daredevil, and I I, I, rem, I remember really enjoying the first season of Jessica Jones, and then then yeah that that first season of Luke Cage also good. Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> Iron Fist, eh. And I don't, and I don't remember if I finished Defenders. I think the, it's funny because I think around that time, I even for me, I was kind of like I was burnt out between the the Arrowverse and then all the the Netflix shows and like all the, all the CW shows and then Agents of Shield. I, I was also like burnt out and I could, I had to like cut them all out of my life. I'm like, nope, I can't I can't be spending all this time trying to watch content I don't think is good enough. Of course, the phone got disconnected. All right. I guess I mean that, that that's my uh, that's my cue. To, I guess I need to wrap things up here. Um, thank you guys for watching. We'll, we'll talk more about Moon Knight next week, and I'm sure we'll keep talking about Winning Time for the next five weeks as long as that show's still on the air, and whatever else is going on. Yeah, well, we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna check in on Daredevil to see, make sure they they change. Yeah, Ryan Tanaka says Kingpin is my favorite MCU villain. He he was really good. He he was really good. I'm glad they transitioned him into into the MCU for two episodes, and then unfortunately killing them. <laughs> Iron Fist, someone dumbed down the hand. Yeah, and then somehow dumbed down the hand. Yeah, it, they really did. That Iron Fist was just not good. And that's the bottom line. Make sure to follow us on social media at DreGP Podcast, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And make sure to find our YouTube page. Go hit that sub button if you haven't already. We are up to 68 subscriptions. Last time I checked, we were getting closer and closer to that magical 100 sub mark where I'll be able to make the URL for the. YouTube page. It will no longer be YouTube forward slash random numbers, random letters. Once we get to that 100 subs and we stay above there, we it'll get to be YouTube.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy, and I'll be able to say that with pride and confidence going forward. But we we are getting there. I'm putting up, trying to put up new videos every weekday on the YouTube page. Uh, I'm trying to make uh, different content other than just the unboxing videos. Because like like I was saying last week, only there's only a finite of un- unboxings I can, I can do. I got to find other stuff to, to 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 stretch everything out, and we'll get there. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Oh no, and of course, oh I got to thank both of our, of our patrons. We're on tonight watching the show. Ryan Tanaka and Daniel Wong. Thank you both for being patrons. If you want to join Ryan and Daniel in supporting the show, patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Search for that and go. If you want to contribute directly to the show, 
that helps pay for the bottom line. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Alright, thank you guys for, for watching with me live and helping with the show. And we will see you guys next week. Have yourselves a good night. And as always, this is from our